If you've invested in your business, chances are you've funded future growth potential through leverage and after filling out loan applications and undergoing credit checks. In the stock market, using debt is often called gearing. The new BetaShares Wealth Builder Funds, ASX ticker symbols G200 and GHHF, offer moderate gearing across Australian and global shares for investors who are comfortable with the higher risks associated with gearing their investments. You can discover how they work by visiting betashares.com.au. Please don't forget that gearing magnifies gains and losses, so read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to RASC's Australian Business Podcast, a series for entrepreneurs who dare to leave the world in a better place and get paid while we do it. This podcast will make you a better business owner, investor, founder, or entrepreneur. If you want to start a business or already have one, please subscribe to the series or share it with your friends, business partner, or colleagues. And don't forget to consider taking our free business course, which includes heaps of templates for creating business plans, HR documents, employee files, all of my software recommendations, and more. The course is completely free and available via the link in your podcast player. Okay, let's get into the episode. Jordan, welcome back to the Australian Business Podcast, mate. Thanks for having me. We um, we scheduled to start recording this 35 minutes ago and we just started talking about business and about everything. So pretty, gives you an indication. Yeah, it gives you an indication. <laughs> we typically take at least half an hour to an hour before we hit record because we end up just talking about our businesses and what we're working on, which is really cool. Um, you're in the new office, which is which looks pretty pretty slick, mate. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We've still got a few bits and pieces to to fix up, but the team's in there and we're working, which is good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we we're saying that you that the risk is probably that you outgrow it more than anything, which is um, maybe it's it's a good problem to have, but it can definitely be a problem, right? When your team gets oh, big sure. and you've got this lease that you've still got to pay, and you're thinking, is this big enough anymore? Yeah, it's so true. And it's not like these leases are a short-term thing either. I mean, we signed for, I think I think it was three years plus an option. Yeah, and right. like, it is what it is. If we outgrow that, we either need to knock on next door and, and knock a wall down or, <laughs> I don't know, do what we said in a, with um, what we were talking about before where you just have some of the team working from home. But yeah, yeah, good problem. I think it's a good problem. Good problem to have. Yeah. We are in this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a two part session for people that listen to the Australian business podcast. Uh, we're going to do a effectively like what you can do right now in your current year's tax return. Um, well, obviously we need you to get tax advice from say Jordan and Daniel at Grace Space Advisor, of course. Um, any of like your trusted tax accountant, um, get that because even though we say these things, they may not necessarily apply to your situation. And the only one that can tell you that is a proper good tax agent. So um, definitely check it out. And I will also say um, that if you are planning on changing accountants, it is my opinion, I don't know about your opinion, Jordan, but it's my opinion to do that, to start preparing for that before the end of the financial year because the new accountant will want to know what you're currently doing and then help design a strategy for the new year going forward. Um, yeah, I, yeah think I agree. I think, yeah, the next yeah. two weeks is next, I guess, month is probably the best time to do it. Ideally, the next two weeks, because that way, if you go to a new accountant, you've that accountant's got time to do a bit of tax planning around your situation. Whereas if you were mm. to go in August, time's already passed and you can't implement some of the things we're going to go through today in order to get the, the best result. Yeah, yeah. So... 
definitely get it. If you think that your accountant hasn't been serving you right, just go and test drive some other accountants. Speak to Jordan, speak to Daniel, and just see if they're the right fit for you or not. Um, I don't get anything for saying that, by the way. It's just, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> just from the heart. Yeah, from the heart. <laughs> yeah. I, I get a smile from Jordan. That's about it. That's um, it. So um, we've got we've got seven um, deductions or strategies or methods that people can use to manage their taxes more effectively coming into the financial year. And as we were just going through the list, this is why it took us forever to hit record. I was actually like, what does that mean? What does this mean? What does that mean? Because I was learning all these things. So I'm going to be asking you the silly questions as they come through because I think I did one of them without even realizing I was doing it. It was just like a thing and it turns out it's a good thing to do. But um, mate, let's just crack on then. Number one, what have you got for us? Um, So temporary full expensing for asset purchases. So this is actually supposed to end, well, it is going to end at the 30th of June. So at the moment, if you were to purchase an asset and your business turnover was under 5 billion, um, you can claim the immediate cost of that asset straight away. So I think that's probably the most, or the biggest tax change that's coming um, at 30 June. That's getting reduced to, I think it's $20,000 off the top of my head. So it's really important. It's unlimited. So, oh, really? So, if you have yeah. under five billion of turnover, you can basically purchase any asset, and it's a temporary full, like it, well, it's full expensed. Yeah, yeah. If you're buying secondhand, it's a little different, um, okay. but majority majority of times, the clients and, and businesses are buying new stuff anyway. But yeah, you can claim the whole thing outright. So, can you maybe just walk us through then? Because some people that don't understand the two different types of accounting around this. The, the expense version and the kind of put it on your balance sheet and depreciate it version? Yeah. So the way that it works is if I was to buy, um, if I was a tradesman and I was to buy a ute, I'd go there, I'd purchase the ute. Let's just say, argument's sake, I'm paying for it outright. That ute's an asset. So under this rule of the temporary full expensing, we would get to claim the immediate, call it $50,000. You would get to claim that immediate $50,000 deduction in our profit and loss statement. So yes, it's recorded as an asset on the balance sheet, but then we would record depreciation and that asset gets reverted to zero. Right. And that expense is now on the profit and loss statement. And another good thing about that as well, it's not so much an accounting thing, but more of a finance thing, um, is that when the banks look at your profit and loss as well for serviceability, they're adding back depreciation as well. So although it's a, although you're a, um, incurring mm. that expense and that that deduction, the bank actually adds that back. So your serviceability is not affected as well, which is really cool. Just a, so, okay. So fact. correct me if I'm wrong here. So I, I could purchase, say, a car or an asset, like equipment for my business, mm-hmm. um, and that reduces the my – like it goes directly to reducing what would probably be my profit, which I'm taxed on. Yes, yeah, um, as opposed to if I buy it and then I say the useful life is, say, five years in this example, I don't know, uh, yeah. and then I would deduct $10,000 a year. Instead of doing $10,000 a year, I do fifty grand up front, which is obviously beneficial for my tax right now. Exactly. Um, and it also helps with servicing because in the future, if I go for a loan from the bank, they're going to add that ten grand a year back to make sure that you know I can afford whatever, even though under this method it kind of disappears. Yeah, yeah, spot on. So you're getting the best of both worlds. You're getting the tax deduction and it's not it's not reducing your serviceability for lending as well, which is also really good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that's the temporary full expense. And then it drops down to, I think I did read that 20 grand, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah. if you do have bigger purchases, 
I think that's um, that's a really good point to to take advantage of. I will just add one thing here, Jordan, which I which I do see a bit is um, people use this as an excuse to go and buy stuff they don't need. Uh, so <laughs> make sure it's so true it's so yeah. true so make sure you actually do need the thing that you're going to buy um yeah at the end of the day you're still paying for it yeah, that's it. yeah. And especially now if if people are buying things on finance it's not two or three percent anymore we're seeing yeah. car loans for even work vehicles come back at seven eight or nine percent that's a significant difference so don't just buy it for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, great one. Okay, so that's number one. And the second one was the thing that, um, well, the next two are the things that I found to be really interesting uh, for small business owners. So can them, let's let's take these. Yeah, cool. So the, the first one is to maximize your deductible super contributions. So the concessional cap for 2023 is 27,500 for individuals. Um, it's really important that we stay within that. Also, we need to make sure that um, your super guarantee contributions are also included in that cap. So it's not 27,500 on top. Um, your super guarantee contributions are included in that cap. Mm -hmm. So this would be, so for small business owners, that a lot of them don't really pay themselves that much super sometimes, or they're gone yeah. without if they're contractors or whatever. You can actually claim a tax deduction if you put money in super. Um, mm -hmm. And that's the key thing. But as, as Jordan was just saying, you can't, if you go over the 27500 every year, it's not as beneficial for your tax. No, no, so, it's, so you, it's taxes, your accessible income. So there's, there's no real benefit um, for so, that. So for round figures, if you pay yourself a hundred grand, you probably paid yourself 10 grand a super, which may yeah. mean that you've got 17500 left. So you could top that up via BPAY or whatever. Um, there is a form that you need to fill in with your super fund, notice of intent to claim a tax deduction. That's fine. You can do that at the end of the financial year or just after. It's fine. But um, the key thing to remember here too is if you put that money in, it's great for the tax and it's great for your retirement. It's but, gone now, but <laughs> Yeah, it's super. <laughs> so it doesn't come back. Yeah. 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 So, so this is definitely something that everyone in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, if you run a business, you should be considering, very strongly considering um, for your retirement. Uh, yeah, even if you're younger, fine. you might even do just 500 bucks or you might just top yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Exactly. I, just, yeah. Go on. Sorry. I Just so you know, I top up a little bit of my super, like out of my own pocket, um, to cover my extra insurance that I have in super. So I get the tax deduction, nice. but it also covers the insurance so it doesn't eat away at my uh, superannuation yeah. balance. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 And yeah, the um, it's I think it's also really important to just to follow up on what you said. If we're in a, If we're just starting out and we're in that growth phase, it's probably not the best deduction for you because yeah. look, I'm not, I don't want to call it dead money because it's not dead money, but in terms of growing the business and having capital on hand to reinvest, it's probably mm. not the best thing to do if we're mm. in that early stage, but we need as much cash on hand as possible to make those calls if we need to invest in assets or, or marketing or staff or whatever it may be. Yeah. There's two things here, right? Like the, um, the business for most people is your retirement. Um, mm. But in the early days, you probably want to focus on the business because it's going to be more productive, as Jordan just said. Um, but the third one was the one that was really interesting to me. And I didn't actually think about this until you mentioned it. Because um, people, most people, when they run a small business, Jordan, is they pay their tax, uh, sorry, pay their superannuation for their employees and themselves monthly or quarterly. But I didn't think about how this is impacting the business's tax. Can you explain yes. it? Sure. So every time you record a pay run, um, super is accrued automatically in your payroll software. And although it comes up as an expense on the profit and loss statement, 
that expense isn't actually deductible until you pay the super. So what we Owen and I were talking about before we started was it, it's important, especially for June, to pay the super um, for the June quarter. So June quarter, we've got April, May, and June. It's really important to pay it in June. So that way we get those two months of April and May as a tax deduction. Because if we wait till after the fact, um, we're not going to get it as a deduction and we have to add it back in our tax return. So this is really interesting. So I did this just at the end of May um, for the May, the month of May. But the thing that catches people off is if you do this through zero or your software or whatever, it may take a week or two for yeah. it to, to go through. So if you think, oh, I'll do this at uh, you know June 20th and it should be right. Yeah, you might be cutting it too fine. So yeah. if you have the cash, pay it ASAP. So then yeah. you can you can get it done basically. Espe- yeah, especially with the small business clearing houses. So if it's a mild clearing house, so you're, what, what a clearing house is, it's you're using MYB. MYB collects payment and then disperses it to all the super funds. If you're using MYB or zero, I've seen these take up to two weeks sometimes and sometimes even three. So it's really important to get that done. I know it's it's the, we're in June now, the first of June, but in the next two weeks, um, just so you can you can get those extra two months worth of super deductions. Yeah, absolutely. Just get on, crack on, do it. It's painful when you see that money disappear from your bank account, but um, the de- tax deduction and you have to pay it anyway. So yeah, um, yeah of course, that's number three. Number four, mate. Uh, bring forward um, any expenses. So if we have any consumables that we need to purchase, whether it's materials, uh, again, materials dependent on what industry you're in, um, consumables, stationery, computer supplies, all of that little stuff, maybe mm-hmm. do a bulk bulk order uh, for your office works or whatever it may be, just to try and capture as many of those expenses as we can. Mm. Um, and this is also important. Correct me if I'm wrong here. So if you incur these expenses now and you claim them on your tax return as a business, if you push yourself from a profit to a loss, you can carry forward those losses right into next year. So that can offset next year. Spot on. And that that's uh, you, you often see that with the first, I think it was the first point we had with the, the assets, the temporary full expensing. So because those deductions are so large, a lot of the time what we see is it'll actually push the business into a loss. Let's say if we have a loss of 20,000, that $20,000 loss is going to roll forward to future income years. So it's a really, it's a really useful tool that can be used to yeah. offset future profits. Yeah, cool, cool. I love it. Um, can I just circle back to that number one thing, which is a temporary full expense? We yeah. did mention financing in there. Can you just explain the the interplay? If someone gets a loan on a car to purchase a car, the difference between that and everything else? Yeah. So if if a if a client is to or a business owner is to purchase a car. Um, for cash, easy as invoice, transfer the money over, done. Whereas if it's if it's to be done through finance, there's heaps of different instruments that can be used. Let's just use a basic one of a balloon payment with interest. So we can go and get finance and we'll get an interest rate of, let's just say 10% because it's yep. a round figure. Um, and as we're repaying our loan, we're accruing that interest on the balance sheet. Every year we journal across to the profit and loss statement Um, what that interest charge is for that financial year. So it can be a bit confusing, but it's not interest isn't claimed from the get-go. It's slowly claimed over the lifetime of the finance. So the finance and the asset itself sit as two different things on the balance sheet um, and they don't act the same way in terms of being expensable straight away or depreciated straight, straight away. 
it's mm-hmm. amortized over a, a period of, of years. And the, the amount of years is dependent on how long that finance is for. Okay. So I'm correct me if I'm wrong here to put a loop through this one. Uh, if I go and buy that $50,000 ute, I'm a tradie and I do it on a hundred percent finance. I can't claim the hundred percent straight away. Like I can't claim the cost of the car immediately as an expense. We will claim the cost of the car immediately, but okay. not the not the interest portion of the loan. So that's okay. claimed over the, the term of the loan, however okay. long that is. So for example, I go and buy that ute, I've got the 50 grand deduction as an or as an expense. Yeah. Uh, and then I can claim the 10% interest that I'd be accruing over the next five years or whatever it is. Spot on. Yes, spot on. Okay, okay great. Um, okay, so we just went just to jump back to number five again. So number four was bring forward expenses. Number five is a year-end stock take. As a digital business, this is not something that I've had to do. At least I'm not aware of it, but I should be doing it. Um, we don't have any stock. But um, tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so again, it just depends on the business you're in. A lot of uh, e-commerce businesses, if you're holding stock or holding any goods, you this is something that should be looked at. So the reason that you want to do that is because you're able to write off any obsolete stock um, or any stock that's now worthless and claim that as a, as a deduction as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So it, it just it depends on the type of business. If you're a food business, it, it can be food, food's obviously perishable. Um, but again, just I just want to be very general here because there's a lot of there's a lot of intricacies to how this should be done and and, and yeah, mm-hmm. I just want to be very general. Yeah, okay, great. So if you are a um, e-commerce business, if you run a restaurant, if you're something like this that might have stock, furniture business, whatever, speak to uh, Jordan, your accountant, um, to get them to, to tell you what you actually need to do before June 30th. Um, cool. Number number six um, is write off bad debts. Now, this is really interesting. And I'd imagine it applies to a lot of businesses, whether you're in construction, you're in graphic design, you've probably got people that haven't paid a bill or something like this. Um, yep. What can you do about it? Yeah. So it's majorities from what we see is the construction industry. It's like notoriously the oh, worst in terms of getting paid. Anyway, that's that's a different episode in itself. <laughs> so <laughs> it's important. Yeah, it's important. There's there's rules on this as well. It's not as simple as going through your, your debtors list and going, oh, yeah, I'm not going to collect that. Um, you want to prepare a meeting document that uh, you really want to identify that you've sat down and there's evidence that you've tried to collect and we can't collect it. Um, and data, have a witness. So that way, if anyone was to ever ask, oh, how come you've written off $100,000 of these invoices? Because that means our incomes are now going to be $100,000 less. So yep. it's really important that we document the process and the steps that we've taken in order to make the call that we're now going to write off these bad debts. Mm. I see this happen a lot. Like I've some oh, many of my family members are tradies and um, oh, the amount of times, even like I've two experiences where there's been a, at least a hundred thousand dollars owed by commercial builders that have gone bankrupt. Um, you know, it's taken them a year and they ended up getting two cents on the dollar back and stuff yeah, like that. That's this. right. You're getting pennies on the dollar. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and that's a, like you said, it's a that's a whole story in itself because what can you do about it up front? What can you do about it ongoing? How who do you deal with? So many things that business owners need to consider. Um, but yeah, good one. Right off bad debts. Um, and uh, yeah, good one. So. The, the final one is prepayments, uh, which seems to suggest kind of like the, the other two, which is the full expense of, a, say, that new example, but also the bring forward expenses. So how does this one work? What's the difference with this one? Prepayments. Yeah. Yeah. So if we if, if we get the, if we fall um, in under the small business concessions, this applies to us where um, we can claim okay. instant expense. Up, so if we, let's say it's rent, for example, where it's generally there's 12 payments in the month. 
we can if we want to pre prepay it we can prepay it today and then claim the next um 12 months instantly so for example you could um pay for like a lease if, it, if yeah, they allow you to pay up front yeah or- a lot a lot of the things that we a lot of the things um i guess the expense that's going to apply to pretty much every business owner is going to be your subscriptions. And a lot of the time as well, when you're paying your subscriptions annually, they're going to give you a decent discount, whether it's 10%, 20%. So I think that's one that we can blanket apply to anyone listening. I'd say 99 out of 100 businesses have some type of subscription. Hmm. So you could, in effect, claim your yearly subscription as a business expense if you pay it now. And you'll probably save, like I know, not sure how many businesses can claim this as a tax deduction, but Amazon gives you like a 30% discount if you yeah. if you lock it in up front. And uh, it's also uh, going up in price. So you'd want to capture that before June 30th, uh, exactly. which, makes, which makes a lot of sense. Exactly. So I think that's a really good one as well because we're, we're reducing our tax and we're also saving money in the long run as well, which is really good. Yeah. Okay. So let's just go back over these. One, we've got the temporary full expense, which applies for businesses under $5 billion. Now this is going to be temporary. So it's going to disappear. Really important. If you run in a, a business that's like probably more capital intensive, like you have equipment and stuff, absolutely do this. Number two is maximize those super contributions. This is the, what we would call before tax super contributions or concessional contributions. Uh, there are multiple benefits for that, including Maybe it covers your, helps you cover your insurance. It puts away for your retirement. The older you are, the more important this is, in my opinion. Uh, number three is pay super, like pay it now as soon as you can for the June quarter. So you get ahead and you can claim the deduction, which makes sense. You shouldn't be able to claim it unless you actually pay for it, right? So which makes which makes sense. Um, bring forward those expenses if you can. A year-end stock take for e-com or any business that has uh, perishable or items that go, out, go off. Uh, write off bad debts. Remember Jordan's advice. Make sure it's properly properly done. You can't just go, I'm not going to get that anymore. So therefore, take that off. Um, do it properly. And finally, prepayments. Subscriptions, as Jordan was saying. Um, lease, anything that you can maybe prepay to bring down that uh, taxable income and reduce your tax bill. Um, this is a really important time. I just want to circle back to this. Really important time to get expert advice. If you're not, If you're fed up with your accountant, Maybe just give Jordan or Daniel a call from Grace Space Advisory. There's always a link in the show notes. You listen to these guys every week. Um, you can get their advice and just see see if they can help you. Maybe they can't, and that's fine. But um, just reach out to them. And uh, mate, we're going to do another episode where this one was kind of like this year. We're going to talk about next year. So stay tuned if you do subscribe to the Australian Business Podcast because we're going to tell you what you should be doing from July 1st. And of course, it makes sense to start ASAP. So Jordan, mate. Thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.